When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Windhorse, that's his angle as well. So wind and windhorse both love just, just reminding com- just everyone how little sleep. Yeah, little sleep they got. <laughs> Complain, <laughs> complaining <before>. corner. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. The Western Conference champion, Denver Nuggets. So we talked about on the show. We talked about the uh, winner of the Magic Johnson Western Conference MVP, the Magic Jokic. Magic Johnson. What did I say? You said the Magic. Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's what we talk about on the show. We're going to continue to do so. We have a great show for you today because we obviously have hangover takes. We got Harrison live from the Crips. So we're going to get some behind the scenes wind chimes. I can't wait for that. Mm. We're going to scour. Vote has scoured the internet for some of the best reactions. A little online with vote today. Let's go. That we're going to be going through. And I got the squad here wearing the same pants, I think. It's vote. I am wearing the exact same pants. Did you go home? Um, <laughs> were you just up and down Why Colfax would you change all night? night like well, I Why would, would you? I would have changed if I went Why to bed. Why would you shower? Yeah. But I didn't. So these are just the pants I've been sitting in since you last saw That's me. so true. You don't need to change clothes unless you slept. That's right. You haven't slept yet. Over here, I got uh, D-Line Co. That's right. Those are the rules. Only, uh, only change when you sleep. I, I'm wearing the same pants, too. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being real. Yeah, you know what? Me too, actually. What are we hey. talking about? They're just blending in more because they're jeans. Same yeah. pants with the fellas. <laughs> Same you know. pants. And then over there, the man who's only slept two hours. It's yes, Wynn. only slept two hours. I want to make that very well known <laughs> uh, so I can couch all my takes with that caveat. Um, two hours. <laughs> Hoping to go to sleep after this show. Good luck. Man, I'm telling you. So we've never experienced this. And yeah. it's weird because there's these little checkpoints along the way that are victories. And you almost don't want to go too in. Because you want to save it, you know. You want to both simultaneously enjoy the process along the way. Yeah. Enjoy every victory, right? Big or small. And these are big ones, by the way. These are massive. But then you couch that with the like, well, we want to save something for the real goal, which is the NBA championship. And you're in this weird space. And I will say last night, even at home and you know, everything else, my, I just kept going up and down emotionally, I feel, to where it's like the highs are so high. I will say this though. Today, up. Today up. Like wake up with a little bit of that. Oh, that's right. That's what happened. Yep. Yeah, I fired off a really hot take, or not a hot take, <laughs> but just a, a fire tweet this morning when I got off the plane. Let I me saw hear that one. Let me hear it. I haven't seen it. Um, here's the thing: we were right about Nicole Jokic. You were oh, wrong. Yes. End of story. Yeah, end of story. End of story. There were salty people's Simple, replies. Succinct to the point. Yeah, there were some salty replies though too of people like, "No, not really. We don't." And I'm like, guys, it's over, man. I, I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I don't care what you have to say. Well, I like, know you don't. I'm yeah. just saying it's hilarious. There's like Mark Jones had the tweet the other day about like I prefer a player that plays two ways, and it's like Mark, that take expired, man. <laughs> like, don't you realize that that no longer plays? Wait, he was still trying to 
Pedal that it was thing? like after game three, I want to say, because oh, Jimmy wow. Butler had like made yeah. something. And he oh, was like, Jimmy Butler gotcha, is gotcha, a two way gotcha. player. That's and it was like, whatever. But it was just was one of those ones where it was like, dude, that audience, dude, the people were eating that up a month ago. They're not eating it up anymore. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta read the read the room. Yeah. But I want to talk. You know, we went over some of our immediate reactions last night. But when you were at the arena, man, what what details do you have? Not even just from Game Four, although I imagine most are Game Four. But you know, being in Crypto.com Arena, I, I hate <laughs> saying that name. Like, I kind of love saying it because it's so derpy. <laughs> But I just love that that's where they play is Crypto.com Arena. Yeah. Um, this is the Crypto.com Arena of uh, Lakers, by the way. <laughs> this is it? the Crypto Lakers team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll start with a story from the end of game four, like the end of last night. Um, I was walking out of the arena with Ogi Stoyakovic. Yeah. Who, our guy. Our guy, Nuggets assistant coach, Serbian. A guy who has... In that order. <laughs> I mean, he's been with the Nuggets, though, longer than Nicole has been with the Nuggets. He, like, predates Michael Malone, even. Yeah, by he, one year. I, and I always wondered... This would be a good thing to ask, but I wonder why if they brought him in in anticipation of Jokic coming over or completely independent of that. I don't know. Well, we actually talked about it a little last oh. night. Um, he was brought over originally because I think Tim Connolly thought that there was going to be a steady... Uh, died of European players coming into the Nuggets. Okay, and they wanted a you know European connection, and and Ogie was that um, obviously being from there. Then the next draft they draft Nikola Jokic. The Serbian connection is born then, and those two have kind of I don't know if there's anybody who's been closer to Nikola than Ogie over the last eight years. Right. Um, but I was walking out of the arena with him last night and we were talking about the game and the series and I was just like I mean how do you even describe what you're seeing from him and Ogie goes he's a basketball god <laughs> he's a basketball god and then he I was is, though That's like, and then I was thinking about true. it and like some of the shots that he's had this series the one last night that actually was the game winner you know the step back one leg at three um, and then the shot he had in game one was it to beat the third quarter buzzer. Like those are godlike shots. Yeah, nobody hits those shots. And uh, he said that, and I was like, "Yeah, I th I think that's a pretty good uh, pretty good way to describe what he's done." That shot, man, I'm telling you, which was it turned out to be that I think the second to last. We all know the one with three minutes to go, the over the head, one legged step back. Yeah, yeah number number seven on top ten plays. Of the <laughs> Wait, really? Was that the yes. Was that, yeah. That's so funny. It was number seven. Seven? <laughs> yeah. Seven? Yeah, yeah. There were a couple of guys that uh, dove for a baseball. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I there was also there was also a uh, a um, penalty shot in a, a European hockey league. Was oh, it a really yeah, big, that was uh, that was a memorable the, one. The guy, Historic. the guy or girl ran into the goalie, but the puck went in. I love baseball. <laughs> There's no one's ever done anything in baseball that's as cool as what yeah, yeah, first yeah. Team. I that's love wild. baseball. That actually number is seven. Whatever <laughs> the number, well, the number one, seven? the number one was LeBron getting blocked. Really, the final at the play. very, the very the final play. play. Yeah, I know. Like that, that list is not that great. <laughs> it's yeah. like number seven on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, on a Monday. it's not even like of the week. <laughs> but man, Yoke has some crazy off angle this or that. But that one man. He has it. It's that's not his shooting motion. He has a high shot, but it never goes as far behind his head as that one did. Yeah, but he is the only guy who hits those shots, like over and over again. For everybody else, that's just a throwaway shot that you barely even watch. But 
He just hits them. Vote brought up. We all remember this shot, but the one that he had against the Toronto Raptors, but that was after yeah. the whistle. Yeah, where he just kind of goes like this and do, it goes in. Do you guys remember during the purgatory years? The he was in the playoffs. He had the runner from half court to beat the buzzer, like yeah. a, a floater essentially. <laughs> yeah, he has so many of these. And as as what's his, as LeBron said after the game, I think he hit five or six of these in this game alone. And it's true. Like he just again, I don't. They're not fully skill. But they're also mostly skill, I would say. They There's are. some luck involved, but s- somehow he can shoot the basketball like this. Not his. N- if I shoot with somebody else's form, just to like, if I, I'm gonna try to do the Reggie Miller or something. It's so much harder to do. Yet somehow he could just shoot from any angle. Dude, it's, it's like when it goes. It's like when, if Tiger Woods hits a hole in one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, you're right. You don't expect a hole in one, everyone. But yeah. like, he the skill got him to the place where. It's possible. It could be a hole in one. Yeah. He just does it so consistently in high leverage moments where you. I actually think Jokic. We're going to get into some total uh, armchair psychology here that no one asked for. I love it. But Let's I, do it. Look, I, man, I would hope we would get there. Yeah. The more I care about something, the more I think about something, and it gets me in trouble. One time I asked Jokic why he shoots so much better from three in the playoffs, and he was like, "I'm not sure. It might be because I don't think about it as much." That blew my mind. Like, wait, you're thinking about it less in yeah. the playoffs? And I think Jokic just, it's something closer to a flow state in high leverage situations where his body knows what to do and his mind stays out of the way. Yeah. And it's just so crazy to me, but it's not a coincidence that Jokic has hit those shots over and over. Well, he, he said that or something like that, I think a couple times in this series where he's just been asked about how he's so comfortable taking those high pressure shots. He just said, because you don't have to think about it. Right. You don't have to think about if you're going to pass to somebody else or how to get a better shot. Mm. It's the only option you have. He really doesn't shoot the ball. He throws it into the rim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times his little weird shots are just, they're not shots. They're darts into the basket. And you're like, all right, be, good job. He must have the weirdest water polo passes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest stuff. I love it. But i got to say, I really love LeBron giving him credit afterwards because KD did the same thing with his, I hate when he makes shots like that because it's so frustrating. But and that's part of it. And I love that LeBron broke that fourth wall as well, just to kind of be like, "What do you suppose you play good defense?" And then he just shoots some crazy shot and it goes in. And he does it. He did it five or six times. Right. LeBron had this face. He goes five or six times. <laughs> like, just do this like, to him. Yeah, five or six times. Every team that Nicola goes up against in the playoffs, by the time that series is over, yep. there's just an incredible amount of respect. Remember Draymond Green last of course. year? Of course. I mean. Draymond Green was relieved that he did not have to play against Nikola Jokic for another game that series. Because yeah. by the end of it, he was getting his ass beat. Yeah. Yeah. But every time you know you go up against this guy in a series, you realize it. You you realize that he's a basketball god. Dude, Draymond is hilarious. I listen to his pod. Yeah, I've been like cycling through everybody's podcast. I just want to see uh, a lot of LeBron talk. What a, shocker. Yeah, yeah, shocker. In fact, there was one pot I won't say which one only talked about that. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I, I think like, I know which yeah, one. I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, uh, listening to Draymond, and we all know Draymond doesn't necessarily. Oh, uh, I thought the Draymond pod was only about LeBron. No, Sorry. No, no, Sorry. no, no, no. But you're <laughs> not media, a bad media, baby. But he, uh, he, he doesn't like Aaron Gordon. I'm pretty certain. I, I feel pretty confident oh, yeah. saying that, yeah. that he does not oh, like yeah. Aaron Gordon. And he's been hard on him, and I don't know if you guys have listened to his podcast, but he brings nope. it up a lot. He, will, he is an advocate for him getting benched down the stretch or whatever. But Jeez. in this game, he goes, he actually gave him props. He goes, I thought that was a really good game from Aaron Gordon. Step up, made big plays, hit big shots. 
And he sucked for all the series until tonight. Wow. It was so funny, man. Like you could tell he was like, I, I gotta give this guy props. But I'm gonna make sure there's a little Bro, they, it is so like watching this old guard go out like so sad and just like kicking and screaming the whole way out. Like yeah. you know who sucked like going down in the playoffs is Draymond Green. Yeah. Like, that yeah. guy got uber exposed the last two years and Anthony Davis and punched out a teammate and like just absolutely chat all over himself the last two years of course has to go out with a shot new media welcome to the new media Draymond yeah maybe welcome uh, to the media yeah yeah, maybe 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 make that your only job I think maybe the NBA we're gonna do a little Q score our stonk report up and stock report down later just like a a not necessarily mine is up by the way yeah Renner votes up but Anthony Davis might make an appearance on the uh, who was this playoff run terrible for? Yeah, uh, he might be there. What else though? Wind take us out some some more um, behind the scenes. I think after the game there were just some really awesome scenes that I don't know if like how well they picked up you know on TV and I'm sure you saw them on social media. But Nikola Jokic right after like the team comes together at center court and he runs over to his brothers and his family to like celebrate with them. Um, that was really, really cool. Top human being. Yeah. And, um, it was so surreal because like, I mean, the journey we've been on this team is incredible, but you know, last night, Aaron Gordon blocks LeBron, they win game four, they sweep. And then all of a sudden everybody's wearing Western conference champion hats and t-shirts and they're getting a trophy and it's like, holy shit. Like, yeah. That that just actually happened. Yeah. And then Nicole Jokic is getting the the Magic Johnson MVP. And um it's incredible. Just like that point, just watching that, it was going like in slow motion, and you're like, is this actually happening? God and damn. that that was a really surreal moment I mean, for me. The, the craziest thing for me is like watching all of these things that we've been talking about for so long yeah. become part of the larger These things don't happen to us. Like basketball god, for example, is what yeah. I called our shirt two years ago. Like, yeah. um, it's this is like when you go from like cult to like Christianity. Like we're, we've like <laughs> gone from like this weird thing to like all of a sudden like this anywhere with it. mainstream religion. Okay. Everybody's yeah. in. You know what I mean? Like it's yes. <laughs> our, our cult is now being accepted yeah, they, by they were, the, yeah, the was, larger religious there world. There were 12 guys following Jesus. And then all of a sudden everyone was like, Oh, this, this seems like a pretty cool guy. <laughs> we should have been in when he, this guy was alive. Anyway, whatever. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Yeah. That's a really uh, good metaphor and also an interesting interpretation of Christianity. Yeah. And the formation of it. Very interesting. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Did you just call us apostles? <laughs> Wait a second. Is that one? Uh, by the way, I'm not the first person who said that. Apostles? Uh, that, we, that we were the, the one telling the story of Jesus. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I've... Listen, <laughs> <laughs> were you win? So you're so usually a game ends. You go into the yeah. tunnel and you go to the media room. But when there's a presentation like that, I imagine everybody just waits around. So I was going to get to this. I actually got into it with a security guard during the really? presentation. Um, so the game ends. Of course, they put up the rope to like rope everybody in where they're doing the trophy presentation, and it's all it's the whole team in there, front office staff, and a bunch of writers. Big name writers were going onto the court right up to the rope, you know, to take video and stuff. And I wasn't getting let down. And um, I, I found my way around, you know, went little, went through the side door, as as some would say, and, and got up close. <laughs> and then, you know, that's where all the videos I was True. taken of so the celebration and the trophy. That's where they were from, like right up by the rope. But um, we all were on the court for a while. The trophy. 
um, the MVP, and then everybody kind of just went into the hallway, and it was just like a who's who of everybody in the hallway, you know? Stan and Josh Kroenke, the entire front office, um, like people associated with the Nuggets that you never see around, passing around the trophy, and um, yeah, it was an incredible vibe, of course. <laughs> yeah. How many people were still in the arena for the trophy presentation? Because of course it's on the road. <sighs> None. Like, barely any. So it was an empty arena. But there was a group of Nuggets fans. The Nuggets fans stayed, of course. Yeah. And as the team is posing for the photo with the trophy, I tweeted out a video of this. There was a very loud Let's Go Nuggets chant in the background That's awesome. while they're posing for that picture. Did the Nuggets acknowledge those people at all? <laughs> yeah. Well, they kind of went. They were behind them. And then that's also where, like, the friends and family section was, okay. where the Jokic brothers were. Jamal's dad, all everybody's family. So they kind of went in that direction after, and that was on the way to the hallway. So they kind of did acknowledge him. Yep. Man, this is great stuff. We need to take our first break, but I want to get more behind-the-scenes stuff from Wind on the other side. We're also going to talk again about you know, some personal victories we've, we've experienced along this run so far. There are many. show would have to go eight hours if we touched on all of them, but we'll touch on some of the big ones. You know who wins a lot, speaking of victories? Bagus and Shanker. Back at, no, man. <laughs> Dude, I that was my that segue. Manscaped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I guess. That's, that's a lot of great. The, yeah. I mean, you All right, guys. Not, don't do any free reads, all right? Uh, don't do any free reads. Uh, Bacchus and Shanker. Colorado's premier two-man game. You know, other than the one that just... They're yeah, the f- they're I the f- gotta be honest with you, Bacchus and Shaker, we love you. Not the you guys might be number, you're number right two right now. now. You're number two. <laughs> uh, the number two, two but I think they would. Denver. I think they would accept that. I, I think, think they, they would. would. But here's the deal. Uh, regardless of their status, they win for Colorado families. They've been doing it for 25 years. They've won over one billion dollars for their clients. And what makes them different from some lawyers? is that they don't charge you until they win. And I know that's often the barrier for most folk who believe there's some legal action to take. It's expensive. Often the lawyers are the only ones who end up winning. Not with Bacchus and Shanker. They don't charge you until they've won for you. You can win together. We suffer together. We win together. With Bacchus and Shanker, you're doing a lot more of the winning than the suffering. Uh, They've got more locations serving all over Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. Plus, even if the Bacchus and the Shanker are busy, they've got the strength and power to win your case. More than 30 lawyers and 100 folks on staff. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. And here's the best part. Remember this number, 222-2222. The number two is all you need to see if you have a case for free with Bacchus and Shanker. All right. Uh, not yet. Still uh-huh. going. Now we get to talk about Manscaped, uh, who also wins, I guess, or whatever. Um, Manscaped is releasing their performance package 4.0. That's how long we've been doing this, fellas. My 3.0 package, outdated. I got to get some new stuff. Uh, they've got the lawnmower 4.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer with a light, tons of other uh, liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. It is very, very, very hard to uh, cut yourself with this stuff, and it's very easy to do what you were hoping to get done uh, with this equipment. Don't forget about the Weed Whacker 2.0, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, the Shed Travel Bag, that's a 39 value add, and the patented high performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxers, my actual actual favorite pair of boxers that I own. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Having the right tools for grooming is essential. Do yourself and your man a favor. Help him upgrade his self-care. There you go. All right, let's get back here. So, Wind, what else (coughs) do you have? Just kind of, you know, Hmm. observations from around. And then I'm always curious what other media, you know, the, let's be honest, the 
Los Angeles ESPN uh, Lakers media contingent, you know, the people that are right there and covering that team. The unholy alliance. <laughs> yeah. There's been some conversions. Like, wh- what have you what have you seen and heard? There have been some conversions. I mean, especially after that game winning shot last night, like that was a moment. I feel like just like that shot he hit in game one was a moment. This obviously to end the series and sweep the Lakers. Um, there were definitely some like media members whose eyes got a little wider <laughs> after that three mm. uh, because that was just such a such a ridiculous shot. And there's definitely a sense of like, okay, I mean, can't deny it anymore for sure. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> All been right. a long time coming. That's been like this whole playoff run, but it does. Yeah. Seeing it in person, though, is different, yeah. you know, and I like with Booker seeing some of those games in person, man, I was like, uh, not, I mean, obviously I wasn't there for the Phoenix games, but just some of his shots, you're like, oh, you know, like as much as the Nuggets climb that mountain, my respect for Devin Booker after seeing him hit some of those shots, yeah. it's changed forever. Another thing is everybody that covers the Nuggets for a period of time and that's around the team in the playoffs always comes away just in love with the Nuggets. Right. And in terms of like how good a guys they are, Michael Malone, obviously, who had like a series for the ages. He might he might on the have, court and on the mic. I'm not sure whose Q scores higher, Jokic yeah. or Malone. <laughs> it's good yeah. to neck and neck. But just like how lighthearted everybody is and the chemistry and how much everybody likes each other. Everybody gets that after right. covering the Nuggets for a playoff series. Trust me, nobody's saying that about the Lakers, you know, <laughs> but people say that about the Nuggets after they've been around them for like a week or two. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, is there any other notes or anything else you think pertinent to share? Um, from this this is in my notes right here. The Lakers, when they were leading 11 to four in the first quarter, Crypto.com Arena played a montage of teams coming back from 3-0 series deficits in other sports. <laughs> this is a devastating note. This wind. is a devastating note. <laughs> they played Red the Sox. LA Kings coming back against the San Jose Sharks okay. yeah. and the Red Sox coming back against yeah. the Yankees during a timeout. Dude, imagine. Imagine how down bad you have to be as a franchise if an LA team looks to a Boston team. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, I was getting I could That's not believe they it's, played that. That man. is so sad. That is like really, That's really truly, sad. truly, it's like all, hey man, the Patriots didn't. Why yeah, can't the Broncos? Yeah. You're like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, what are we yeah, doing? What are we doing here? That is that's really down bad. The first time out of the game, I think it was. Lakers were up 11 4. Yeah, it's a bit early. <laughs> well, bit they early. probably had to do it when they were in a lead. Right. Yeah, it's so true. He <laughs> game ops was like, should we save this for the fourth? We no. might be blown out by that. Gotta burn it, Gotta right, get now. it right now. It's the time it might hit. That game was so good that I think everyone watching it forgot the stakes. Yeah. Especially because we all wanted the sweep. One of my favorite tweets was someone saying, the LA bar I was at. People were standing and cheering defense like they weren't down 0-3 to the best player in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is game seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> felt that way. Yeah. I will say this is one of my takeaways. This is a great series. It was for, great, man. For, for a sweep, and I know a lot of people have said, you know, it's a sweep, whatever, but all of the games were good in some capacity. We won them all. Like that's, why, guys, that's why they were good. That is why it's good. If they lost all of these, it would have been like, Grr. Yeah, tough series. Yeah. But, but it was, a sweep can be boring. I know, like, we've never been here before, so there's something to it. But a sweep can just be like, a, man, there was only, like, eight quarters of good basketball. No, it was good, man. 
What yeah. did you laugh at? THTR in the comments says, would have been funny if they played clips of the Nuggets 3-1 <laughs> comebacks. That would have been really good. <laughs> Look, guys. Oh it's possible. possible. Okay. My, my other note I have here. Um, Joker, like, once a game in these playoffs has had a play where after it, there's, like, this incredible emotional release from him where he's screaming. Yeah. And the one last night that I noticed was on this fourth quarter assist to Aaron Gordon under the hoop. I think it might have been not because he got the triple double in the third quarter. I think it was in the fourth must have been his 13th or 14th assist, but it was when they were pulling away. He gave the ball to Aaron. Aaron hit the shot. It was like a dunk or something right under the hoop. And Joker runs back down the court just like screaming. Yeah, I want a compilation of all the plays oh, the that have preceded dude. him screaming like that. Yeah. Oh. Like that, that would be awesome. That was like one of the first Joker shirts I ever made was him. Yeah, screaming and said no joke underneath. Like, yeah, I, there's nothing better than when he like allows himself because he's so when he hits a an incredible shot, a game winner, he just is like totally nonplussed. He just like walks back to the bench. Like when you see an outpouring of emotion oh. from Nikola Jokic, it, like it. It, you want like, to run through ignite, a wall. Yeah, it like really ignites something in you because it's like the purest, most intense moment. And you're like, oh, like it's just, I don't know. I, I agree. And that was on an assist, like, like you're saying. Yeah. Like, an assist to Aaron Gordon. Well, they make two people happy. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I know that play exactly because also there was a synchronization on that one. It, Jamal, the play yeah. probably like worked out exactly how Jokic wanted. Oh, yeah, but him <laughs> and Jamal, it was him and Jamal because they're kind of side by side and they both give the same flex, mm. same turn, same step. Like it's like they're somehow like robotic. Yeah. It looked awesome. Yeah, they're linked. Um, I want to talk. This sounds like a simple question, uh, D line, but why did the Nuggets win the series? Uh, they don't won get, the series don't get it wrong. because they're a team. <laughs> They're they're Man. a team and they they are uh, not two superstars that then are looking to you know cement their legacy and show everything blah 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 like the the Denver Nuggets are a team they they are everything that we've said that they are they are uh, a collection of people that are looking to be uh, greater than the sum of their parts um, they are led by the most unique and the most selfless superstar that we'll ever see. I mean, we might see somebody that is as selfless as Nikola Jokic, but you cannot possibly be more selfless than Nikola Jokic. I can't imagine somebody being more skilled than Nikola Jokic. And just his ability to run this team uh, and the time that the, the team has had to coalesce and be built in his image um, to put complementary complimentary players around his skill set, which is... Uh, probably maybe the easiest possible thing to do. I mean, because everybody can play with Nikola Jokic, but like just the slow formation, the ability the, or just a lot ownership, allowing this team to build in the right way and not be reactionary fire coaches, the way that the rest of the NBA operates and just patience to allow Jamal Murray to come back. And all of these things that were predicated on a lot of faith and a lot of uh, foresight all come together and you see at the end like they just are built in a way that is not only sustainable but it was uh, ethical <laughs> they're an ethical ball team <laughs> why do you think they won they have won and lost together many times particularly jamal malone Jokic. 
And I think we saw maturation in the form of it manifested specifically in just how they reacted to the moments of adversity and tests as they came. You think a lot about that third quarter when Jokic hits the bench with the fourth foul. That's if the Nuggets were to lose that series or that game, even that's their undoing, right? But KCP, Mike, they step it up. So there are just sort of all these ways that they've kind of learned how to deal with adversity, who to rely on, when and where, and they trust each other. They trust each other a lot, which is a really, really, really big part of it. But they're, they're I think Eric hit it, man. Like they're a basketball team. Yeah. And they've spent years learning how to be a basketball team and even the more mercenary types that are newer additions from the moment they got here they brought their veteran experience they locked in Uh, so i just i also think a lot about how in past iterations of the nuggets their focus wanes sometimes an errant whistle or a bad whistle becomes the object of their attention it almost supplants the opponents themselves as what they're playing against that hasn't that didn't crop up at all in this series the Nuggets were playing the Lakers, and the Nuggets knew they were better than the Lakers. And the uncontrollables remain just that, and the controllables were executed. And that's just, that's a real team, man, that's well-coached, lots of talent, and they know how to win together. Yeah. I think all of that, and um, I think the Nuggets have championship DNA, and the roster was put together to win a championship. Mm. And um, like, of course... Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, incredible pieces. But Contavious Caldwell-Pope like yeah. knows what it takes to win a championship. Yep. During games, man, he is like so much more vocal than I've ever seen him, and than he was during the regular season. Like he is off the bench talking to guys, like coaching people up. He is so um, determined to win a championship. It seems like. DeAndre Jordan um, getting in Jamal Murray's ear, yelling at Jamal, like taking guys aside, talking to Jokic on the sideline. Um, Jeff Green's veteran presence. Uh, This team has championship DNA, and uh, they're on a mission. That's the sense I get. They're on a mission, and they're determined to win a championship this season. And more and more as the playoffs have gone on, this has just felt like a team of destiny. That, like, of course, they're going to win the championship and they're going to beat the Lakers. Like, this is just how it's supposed to be because this is the team to do it. And it's the difference between a good team and a good story because I think the Lakers were a good story. Not for me personally because I hate the Lakers. But I just mean in that they might have punched above their weight class in this run because they had the specialness to them. And that's how it got them past these first two rounds. But it was not like Denver where maybe the things that had the specialness to them could be taken away or could be mitigated. And then it was like, okay, well, what do you have below that? We'll yeah. lift below that now and see what's there. And for Denver, I just think there was so much, there's so much more depth, even that hasn't been revealed. Maybe it'll be revealed in the next round. I mean, this was a sweep. Yeah. They didn't have to go that deep into themselves. As much as they pushed them through four games, they didn't have to go to these other layers for us to find out what's there. Um, and that's to me, is a little bit of the difference. But for me, Eric and I, we've had... Uh, this is like a philosophical discussion I think you and I have had about some things, not just about basketball, but the idea of like how much does an individual, there are individuals throughout history that really move forward, you know, progress, and maybe you could say CEOs of a company where they are so 
uh, transformational to what a, a company is that they are far and away the most important piece and it's those are the people that really push society forward or what have you versus the idea of this like collective communal where everybody the opposite end of the spectrum would be that every you know part of the body has a, a function and you can't take one away you can't say those one is more honorable than the other or what have you you can remove bones Apparently you can, but I think what makes it cool about about basketball is that both of these things are true, and I think actually in life both of these things are true. That one end of there are individuals that are just more impactful on the way the world works in a positive way than others, but at the same time you can't go so far as to say they're the only ones that are impactful, and therefore everybody else it doesn't matter. Basketball's that way. Jokic is. The reason the Nuggets won and are where they are is because Jokic is the best player of this generation and one of the best players of all time and maybe, just maybe, better than we all think he is. But it also isn't just because of that. It's because they also have this culture and this team that lifts him up and makes him better. And you say, oh, so they just have the best supporting cast. Well, not necessarily. It's the combination and the back and forth tension between those two where they both fit so perfectly that you can't actually separate the individual from the whole. And that's where it really becomes something special. And I just think the Nuggets are that in spades. Yeah. They would be the Hawks, the team that everybody likes to shit on, right? The 2014 Hawks that everybody pretends is a joke. That was a team that was so together and connected and fit perfectly. They just lacked the individual that took them over they the top. They didn't have Jokic. And it became a punchline. And I hate that it became a punchline. It should be no more of a punchline than the team that has the Luka Doncic's Mavs this year that were, yep. you know, uh, had a great individual but didn't come or, together. Or the Nuggets last year or the nuggets last year exactly so if we're doling out individual credit to be remiss if we don't acknowledge that jamal murray was absolutely who they needed him to be in this series um and obviously it's a team thing and Jokic is their best player but he was the third best player definitively in this one to me it was Jokic then lebron sure but but then there was a real question is sure he wasn't he might have been the second best best player player jamal average hang hang on jamal averaged 32 points per game on 50 40 90. first player to ever do that Ever in a in Western playoffs. Conference Finals. Six rebounds, right? Le- Le- LeBron well. guarded Jokic. The only thing I'm going to say is LeBron guarded Jokic. It would be like if if Murray guarded Anthony Davis and I then that. did this. I like that. I, so yeah, whatever, Brent, it's semantic. The point is... Jamal James, was who they the needed point, on two sides, Brendan. Grow up. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, no, but the point is that coming into the series, it was a real question. What, what's the order of the best players? Who's going to be number one? Is it Anthony Davis? Is it LeBron? Is it Jokic? Is it Murray? It was Jokic full stop. Nobody questions that. And then if you want to argue LeBron or Murray, the point is we're not arguing that it was Anthony Davis. Yeah, I agree. And coming into the series, I I think almost everybody had him top three, and that was not at all the case. Yeah. Yeah. that's And listen, man, so much he's put in the rearview mirror, right? Like the doubt, then the bubble, then the rehab, then the doubt again. Right. And this is the definitive Jamal Murray answer to all the questions we've raised (laughs) over the years. As local media, too, myself included, I have doubted Jamal Murray. I'm done doubting Jamal Murray. He was who he needed to be in that series. 32 points per game, 50, 40, 90. And then how so about wild. game three, which is essentially the closeout game, where no yep. one has yep. it, and he's a f- flamethrower in the first half, which is one of the most legendary performances in a Nuggets uniform ever. So just, it's a team win. Jokic is the best, but hat tip to their second best player who, is he good enough to help this team win a title? Well, they're in the finals for the first ever time. Yep, they are. They are. I, I loved your point a second ago about the fact that the Nuggets have lost together. Yeah. Because this team is not scared of anybody. Yeah. Like, you could throw out a five of, like, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and they'd be like, all right, you know, well, we got Yoke and Jamal. You know, we, we got a good shot. 
Uh, they're not scared of anybody. They're not intimidated by anybody. They're so resilient. Yeah. Every Lakers run that LA won on this series, it was just like, okay, you know, we'll we'll yeah. answer it. Yeah. Well, let's just compose ourselves and, and we'll <laughs> answer it. And they did every time. Twelve it, and three in the playoffs is an incredible record to this yeah. point, man. That's not common to go twelve and three. And then lastly, because we do have to take a break and keep this moving, the thing I think is most important for the Nuggets right now is that they are better right now than they were game one of the playoffs. Mm. They just keep getting better. Love that. And some of this is the challenges get harder. They get a little bit better and dig in a little bit more. And that's why I say there's layers to this that Denver has yet to tap into is that's what's so encouraging is they're just so they're the best version they've ever been at this very moment. Peaking at the right time. I don't even think it's peaking. It's just that they're being pushed and it's revealing how good they are as they get pushed. But let's take a break because we got to keep this moving. And on the other side, I want to talk about some personal victories that we all are experiencing right now. We can maybe rank them. Oh Who's the God. and then start thinking about this one. Who's had the best surrender so far? Wow. It's been a lot of surrendering. Wow. There's a lot to choose from. What what wow. media member has the best surrender? I know what place has the best patio atmosphere, Illegal Pete's, and they've got patio beers. Kick off the spring season with a house beer bucket for you and the whole crew. Yeah, surrender well, to good feelings, baby. Whether that's the fellas or the ladies. Fiverr, you know, it's just, just a good spot for buddies. Buddies at Illegal mm, Pete's. So many buddies. Five dude. refreshing 16-ounce beers for 15 bucks. It doesn't get much better than that unless you're into Margs. Guess what? They have Margs, oh. too. So soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and a crisp beer at the patio of any Illegal Pete's location. Your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. I am so hungry right now, and that read for buddies? did not help. <laughs> and I've got all the buddies I need right now. Huh. Um, I'm hungry for buddies. And let's talk about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. We never get to talk about them on this show, you know what I mean? Finally. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, and right now, every basketball fan can get skin in the game. You don't have to be a fan of one of the teams in the finals. Oh, wait a second. What am I... What am I that doesn't apply to you. You are a fan of one of the teams in the finals. Well, you can bet on your favorite team uh, with the official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everyone, even existing users, can score a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day in the NBA playoffs. Download the app right now. Sign up with code DNVR. New customers can make $5 bet, score $150 in bonus bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline. Uh, ma.org in new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of boot hill casino and resort kansas 21 plus in most eligible states but age varies by by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for offer details see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources we also we missed the DraftKings uh pick of the week last week so now we have tonight so we gotta make up i'm for picking it. the nuggets Hold miami on. heat in game four celtics and heat Heat are one and a half point favorites tonight when do you usually give these who's <laughs> one I, don't, a, I don't give them correctly one and a half one and a half <laughs> who wins tonight is this a blowout closeout game four celtics quit last game and i kind of think they all hate each other yeah i don't know if it's a blowout but the heat win the Heat definitely win. I don't know, man. I think the Heat are going to Celtics win today. Really? I do. A bounce back? I just think... I'm not, I, Mark, I think Mark said, don't let us get one. I think it's <laughs> a, 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 a funniest tough talk after losing by 30. 
Don't let us get one. You quit. Well, they don't even have one moral victory yet. So they're, <laughs> Actually, re uh, they're right. really down like 6-0 right now in the series. Jimmy's but, like, bet. I so will not let you have one. So pick of the week going to be the Celtics? No. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there it is. I firmly, vehemently week. disagree with this, Celtics even though tonight. he's right. <laughs> uh, real quickly, I want to give a shout out to one of our loyal listeners, Kyle. 34th birthday today. Happy birthday, you know, Kyle. Giving you a shout out for your birthday, Kyle. Happy birthday, man. We appreciate your support. Giving you a... Uh, 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 a relative reached out and let us know that and said he'd love a, a, a shout out today. He always listens to us while he's walking his dog, allegedly. Um, allegedly. This shout Adam out. Doesn't buy I it. Yeah, I, I, a little suspicious email we got here. I don't <laughs> Alleged, know. All allegedly. The allegedly. But um, I love that, like, that shout out is cool. But what better gift for your 34th birthday than the Nuggets going to the finals at that performance? What about yeah. for your 45th? <laughs> That's right. You got one as well. You got a nice little one as well. Uh, everything's coming up, Eric, these days. All right. Let's move on, though, because I want to talk real quick just about some Q-score ratings. Jokic, to me, is probably number one. And it's funny yeah. to say because he's a two-time MVP. But I just feel like this we're, we're so past the point of talking trash about Jokic that it is so lame to do so. If you're anti-Jokic, it's like being you know anti-LeBron or anti-Michael Jordan or what, any of these where you're like, yeah, you're just doing a bit now. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are doing a bit all along, but... Yeah, I agree. I've never done it. I think a lot of people believed it though too. When they did, they did. A you, lot of you people believed it. Listen, you don't go in heavy on a bit if you think it's going to make you look stupid. <laughs> That's true. That's really take true. it from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta be. Yeah, can you imagine how good my life is <laughs> no, right I now? Dude? It's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Every day is a uh, gift. I, I think number two. It's tough between Jamal Murray and Michael Malone. I'm not sure whose stock is higher right now. Michael Malone is definitely embracing the moment. Like he's, bro, he's. Dude, it's gone to the point where everybody with a coaching vacancy, or even with teams that have like a coach on the hot seat, they're like, "Man, can you imagine if Mike Malone was our coach?" I know. I've seen so many. I saw so what I would give to have Mike Malone as my guy. I got the Nick Nurse bump. Yeah. yeah. Listen, if you're in a locker room and you're trying to respond to a coach, would you rather have Mike Malone or Steve Kerr? Yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm like, yeah. sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So my, but also just the personality, because some of this is, are you respected? And then some of this is like, are you just like, do people enjoy you? And I think that everybody, everybody that pushed back on the Michael Malone is being too loud about the negative stuff. I feel like it only took a day for them to be like, oh, okay, I get it now. He's really good at this and he's crafting things. I just feel like he's played all the right notes, not just for the team to win, but also he's got the media eating out of his hand. He yeah. does, man. And I also don't think he like goes on that mid-series victory tour without like knowing. He definitely knew. <laughs> without knowing that his team is just freaking stacked totally and he's got locked a in. juggernaut no that they're ready that they're, locked that they're ready in. That they're locked i'm in. telling you i told people this before but i had heard that the nuggets players and coaching staff wanted phoenix that there was something about phoenix that denver was not that's not that they were not afraid of them that they were like we are going Looking to beat forward, that team like give it to us don't worry they'll be lucky to win two which is exactly what happened they got lucky as af to the win nuggets might have just been sick games three and, and they might have been six but i but now we know why and you're right malone does not say those things he knew. In years prior, he knew that this team was going to win the series. And he and I should say his entire staff, you know, were on a, a local hot seat of sorts. We talked about it more this season on this show than ever before. You know, at one point I challenged the entire staff and how willing ownership is to invest in whatever that budget is. Every single one of them from Malone all the way down. 
got this job done. Yeah. And this Nuggets team was so thoroughly and utterly prepared for every step of these playoffs. Yeah, they every, have been. Every step on the court, off the court, there's just a, a pr preparation is, is like it's almost palpable right now. And so it's just credit to Malone, man, for is he ready for this moment, right, God was the question. It. We know he's a good coach, but is he ready for this moment? And it turns out he was more than ready, and so was his team. Man, as a former knight of uh, Michael Malone defense uh, online, where I used to fight guys all the time about Michael Malone, like Jamal Murray would come out and say something like, "I love Mike. I love Michael Malone. I want to play with him my whole life." And they'd be like, "I didn't say that about anybody." The Nuggets aren't getting, and I'd be like, "What about the fact that he, they, this team literally improves every single year? Does that mean anything?" And th there's the, the fire Maloners were loud. We have. Teflon Mike floating around town. I mean, there's like oh, man. so the, many the, the, things that, that <laughs> a lot of look. L's that have been thrown around Bro, the, it's by the Teflon because Mike they crowd. Don't watch. Nobody watches, and they just have this idea about what it is that they're seeing. Like he's the, Mark Jackson. Yeah, well, where where oh, are there no adjustments? I'm not seeing. I don't I notice know. any adjustments. You guys are 12 and three, and you've also heard <laughs> us. Playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> come on. You've heard on this show a million times, like Michael Malone, like. Oftentimes doesn't make the adjustments you want. Yeah, in real he's not time, perfect. But he like neither is Yoke. He gets a lot. Like Michael Malone has gotten better and better and better at his job, as most people do. The longer that they are in a job, the longer they understand. They see wrinkles. They learn to adjust. They are able to recognize patterns, adjust to them, uh, get their philosophy changed. Well, it's just it's called life and it's called wisdom and. Yeah. Um, it's another benefit of having the right guy in place and allowing him the the leash to be able to continue to form the yep. team in the image that he sees, um, which is largely predicated on just you know locker room culture, allowing the, the players to feel supported, yeah. allowing the players to feel uh, like their input matters. But then also there's a larger you know like. The major uh, example of this is obviously that Michael Malone has all but turned the offense over to Nikola Jokic and just allowed him to sort of say, <laughs> right. like, listen, you guys are going to read and react. You and Jamal know what you're doing out there. We're going to focus heavy on defense, and we're going to make sure that every player that comes off the bench is ready to play because they know that we've got their back. Um, and, you know, it's just this guy is having one of the greatest weeks ever him second to me eric weedham <laughs> jamal murray though is right behind so Man. malone and Jokic, and then i think murray you could put those in whatever order you want but murray has silenced all of the bubble murray crowd oh, yeah. that was the bubble i mean look anthony davis and jamal murray the two biggest winners of the bubble one of those guys has Diamond proven Mitchell. it to be a complete and total like Farce. outlier of his career, and the other guy has come up with a repeat performance. He mentioned some crazy stats. Yeah, his Q scores high. Yeah, and you know what we thought about Jamal, what we thought about you know the player that he is in the playoffs. Like that was made definitive in these playoffs. He is one of actually statistically the best playoff riser in NBA history. Dude, he's statistically just comparing his career points per game in the regular season to postseason. He statistically got that dog in him. Yeah. And he just has that unquantifiable quality about him where when the lights are the brightest, when the pressure is on, he is able to raise his game to a new level. And it's one of the true gifts that any athlete can have. And he has it. It's one of those and things. That's where definitive. The, now. One of the storylines of this playoffs is like, don't talk trash to Jimmy. 
I just feel the same way about like Murray can, and yeah. also don't trash ter- talk, hey, he's don't in trash the same Murray. Like don't do it. Category. Murray's looking for any sign of disrespect to motivate him. I'd love it's if him and Butler go at each other, Murray? just yeah. trying to like, like elevate. Landry Shamit. You, you think you can guard me with Landry Shamit? Yeah. Okay. Bro. When he uses, you think Jared Van? Okay. Yeah. Like, you're, let me show you. You're like, hey Jamal, I thought you played well tonight. What went into that? He's like, you didn't think I could do this? Right. <laughs> Listen, I know you. I know you. You know it. But he. I think his reputation is going to change forever. I know they still have to win the finals, but Jamal Murray, first of all, it's the Lakers. So as much as we bemoan it, there were as many eyes on the Nuggets as there have ever been just now. And Jamal was insanely good. And I think this is the type of stuff where it's like the Malone to address some of the chat stuff. I don't think all of the criticism was wrong. I just think you have to circle back and acknowledge when they prove themselves. Right. And Murray did it, man. And so I think going forward, Things like all-star selections. The reasons he didn't get them, I think inconsistency, conditioning. I kind of think that stuff is going to matter less to the average voter. I think his reputation as a guy who delivers on the biggest stage is higher than it's ever been. And look, we know it's Jokic, and Jokic is essential to the title hopes. But this is a duo. Like, if you look at basketball history, this is a true duo who bend defenses just by taking the court together as a 1-5. And in this playoff run, together, they're breaking defenses. So we really shouldn't just say Jokic. It's Jokic and Jamal. They, they, Jamal, I think, changed his reputation forever. And I think Murray, to me, is going to be like Tony Parker, where Tony Parker, in that era, there were guys, Steve Francis, who would put up better numbers, be a better scorer, and there you maybe would go like, oh, is he better than so? And then after they kept winning championships, you're like, eh, get out of here, man. I'll I take know. the guy that always wins. He always yeah. wins the matchup there. And it's Dude. Tony Parker. It's less sexy, although Murray's pretty sexy. You know what it is, though, if I can summarize Put this? that. All the Nuggets All are good. All the Nuggets Kale. are good. Oh, are we out? Are we out? Are you Hang serious? On. We out here, man. Are we out here? Listen, you guys are doing one job. I'm doing three. I've been working on this while we're <laughs> yeah, on the show right now. All, right, yeah, All okay. the Nuggets are good. Uh, it's it official. Yeah, now we've got a that. t-shirt. Dude, that <laughs> is a vibe really shirt, This man. is a vibe shirt, man. It's a, let's, We're harkening back <laughs> to the retro days, the 70s, uh, <sighs> the fun, uh, when the, the Nuggets were fun. It's back, baby. All the Nuggets are good. Yeah. On, on that topic, though, and pertaining to this series, man, and going back to Michael Malone, like, talking his shit, the Nuggets are a juggernaut. Like, they are a juggernaut. They were number one in the West all season with the best player in the NBA, mm-hmm. with the MVP again. They ran away with the West until they just stopped trying the last month of the season. They were dominant at home all year. They were deep. They showed up defensively when they wanted. They were a a historic offense. This is a juggernaut. And the only reason nobody considered them one was because it said Nuggets on their jerseys. But all the Nuggets are good. All the Nuggets are good. good. (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break here. We got one last break, and then on the other side, we might have to roll over some of the celebration tweet stuff to tomorrow's show. We're going to have Liv Moods on the show tomorrow, by the way, guys. Nice. Liv Moods, I'm very excited for that. She's going to be live in studio. Big Nuggets fan. Uh, she's on Colin Cowherd's network, The Volume, so it's going to be fun having her in. Um, and maybe we'll do some of this fun stuff we've scheduled for today, but went a little bit long. On the other side, what about Q scores being down? We'll have mm. a little fun here, a little haters ball. Mm. Oh, my God, it's time. <laughs> Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer 
of DNVR. They've also got an officially Nuggets licensed and themed beer, the Mile High City Golden Ale. It's a brand new taste with a retro look, a look you're going to want to hang on to. Obviously, the beer, you should consume that, in my professional opinion. But then the cans, the actual case itself, might make for some good wall art. It's a pretty sweet design. You can see the uh, rainbow skyline there. And it's a delicious beer, so you can uh, drink all the Breck brew that your little heart desires, of course, at York and Colfax, the DNVR bar, the place to be to watch your Denver Nuggets on this historic run. Or you can just check out the Breck beer locator. Tell it where you live. Punch in the golden nail. It'll tell you where to go down to the nearest tenth of a mile. Now, that's what I call convenience, folks. Check out the Mile High City golden nail. And while we're on the theme of building out that man or woman cave, how about FOCO, the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Uh, we got a lot of it on the set decoration here. Oh, Get yourself yeah. some, some Nuggets bobbleheads, that kind of stuff. Fill out your studio, fill out your man or woman cave. FOCO always has our back for Colorado sports. They have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. All right, back here, last segment. We're going to race through here. So Q scores up, we just did. Let's do Q score down. And okay. of course, we have to start with none other than Anthony Davis, who had a very good playoffs, rounds one and two. Very, very good. This series coming in was billed as the best offensive big versus the best defensive big. That lasted one game. Yep. And it wasn't even a game. It was like a half a game before that was like, oh, my God, this is going that way. And then you move Anthony Davis off because it was so hopeless. And even that, my, one of my favorite tweets from last night was Jason Maples, who said something like, Lakers' best adjustment of the whole series, and it took him a half to figure it out. Chewed it up and spit it out Chewed in one half. Chewed it out and spit it out in one half. And it's so true. Yeah. It's like I this, mean, that's what Nicole Jokic will do to you. That's what, he, that's what it'll do to you. And uh, to me, Anthony Davis, Q score pretty low right now. Yeah, um, my take watching Anthony Davis in person in game four was that he was exhausted and yeah, physically worn down. And coming into this series... And he's 38, man. <laughs> and coming into this series, I thought a way Nikola Jokic could just overpower him and win that matchup was by wearing him down. Like, people don't understand how much of a grind it is to guard Nikola Jokic. Yep. And Anthony Davis found that out in game one, but Jokic is so well conditioned. He's so strong. He's so physical. He's just, he's unrelenting. He just keeps coming and coming and coming, whether it's on the glass, just offensively, defensively, Nicole Jokic kind of shut Anthony Davis down at times this series. He yeah, wore him no, down. at times. Hi, first of all, who did a better job guarding him? Davis yeah. scored on jumpers and off of setup plays. When he tried to ISO Jokic, I mean, I don't know what his numbers were one on one on Jokic on post. I think he and shot ISOs, like forty two percent. But it, yeah. it, it, I would have guessed lower to be honest. It felt yeah. lower. Nikola Jokic just wore him out this yeah. series, and that's what happens when you go up against him. Yeah. Uh, uh, another uh, plummeting Q score. Did it started off at ground level? Now it is so far under the earth. D'Angelo Russell. Oh, man. Oh, the, biggest the biggest loser maybe of the playoffs. Oh, my well, God, dude. Is man. that guy a max player? No. Are you saying, does he have a max? Like, yeah, he has on a max, I he thought. Is a is but I think it expires this year. And now, yeah. he, now he has a new deal. It expired last night. <laughs> Expi expired. <laughs> it might have expired after game one. <laughs> There's no way you can look at that guy. And then afterwards, he had the comments. He like gave a quote. I can't remember who it was, too. I think Jovan Buha. He gave a quote where he was like, I know I'm a guy that... I can cook your best point guard. I can cook your best shooting guard. You're like, bro, what? 
Where's the awareness here of what just happened, man? There's like, none. that's a guy. You're right. That guy might have lost money during this. Dude, series. that guy. He is in the center of the earth. Ugh. Why would you even want that guy on your team for one dollar? I wouldn't Truly. pay him one dollar next year. Truly, I do think for Anthony Davis. <clears throat> I honestly, man, as much as I, you guys know, I love to hate when I get a chance. I feel like I learn more about the gap between Jokic and any sort of best sure. defender type than I think less of Davis. You just, I, that stuff doesn't matter. Like you think about Embiid and Davis, both guys, one in a regular season game, one in game one of a series, the first concession and biggest adjustment was for them to guard someone else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's crazy, man. Jokic's transition work, the defensive rebounding transition work was outrageous. He grabbed every rebound and then he turned and he ran. And you could see the look on AD's face like, we're doing this again? Like, do you get tired? Yeah. It's unbelievable. And the answer is yes, but he just doesn't care. Doesn't he keeps care. going. Um, Mark Jackson, I we didn't hear the <laughs> broadcast, but I think he had a rough Jesus. week. Based on my mentions and how many people were just kind of roasting him. But him having to call this game. Well, he's got to like, call the next series, too. Call the next one and just be like, wow, this guy's really, this guy I forgot. I love the idea. It's also funny because it's safer to say you forgot than you pick someone else. But it's also like. Can you imagine if you forgot Michael Jordan? Yeah, how do you forget? I forgot about Shaq. My bad. I You're forgot. Oh. Just forgot. I just yeah. forgot. Sorry. Just hard. Yeah. Just sorry me. You know, just little mistake here. He had, he had like three weeks to come up with his excuse that he came up with. I forgot. Which again, <laughs> no, also no biggie. Get, just forgot. Should all also good. get you disqualified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, You're that's, right. Called, that's not okay either. <laughs> that's called gross negligence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Figure it out. That's exactly it. Um, and then who has had the best surrender so far? I mean, we have seen, Jesus. we joke, every knee shall bow. You know, there's a lot of them. For me, I'll give you my personal one. I think Van Lathan, the ringer, he's been a guy that has really been going in on Jokic, and he's not oh. as good. And for him to be like, oh. yes, I was wrong. This guy's freaking I have incredible. the definitive answer here. Who is it? Uh, Sixers Reddit. You're, Sixers are you Reddit? deep on Sixers Reddit? Somebody sent me a feed on Sixers Reddit last night that uh, was that's oh, gotta be a deep dark place. Oh, no, man. it was it, it was the wildest thing ever because it wasn't even like, oh man, it was like Jokic is incredible. What were we doing? What were this we is, doing? I'm telling you, I've I read this. I was like, is this on the Nuggets Reddit? It's, no way. I'll send it to you. It is wild. Wild. That is by far the best one. You're right. That's, I saw a 76ers writer. You've seen it. You've seen I it? saw a 76ers Kale, writer today tweet that the Jokic and B debate I'm, is over, to, which is like a kind of mid like let up because it's been over for so long. But like, does, this, but this is what's fun about the surrender. Yeah, is like, it's like yeah. Now we can say it. So that now was, we can uh, say it. It's that over. was Mike Connor. NBA, he writes for uh, Ricky, Ricky Oh, yeah, Sanchez. Michael Connor. And he said, yeah, yeah. the Embiid the versus Jokic debates are over, possibly for good. Jokic po just mowed... Po possibly. Jokic just <laughs> mowed down KD, LeBron. All right, so he concedes it's over. Hang on. Just because I can't help myself. Here's Mike on December 30th. I regret to inform you that Embiid is never going to win MVP. <laughs> he could average 35 a game, but he will lose because of VORP. Anyway, just a fun reversal. Man, it's crazy. The craziest he thing He probably is, thought he was so slick with that tweet, too. Yep. <laughs> the craziest thing is that when we put that MVP... He typed that one, and he was like... Whew. The day of, when we, we re-released our MVP shirt and with the caption, we know the truth, and we got just roasted, knowing full well that... like You don't tweet something like that as an official account unless you are very confident in what you're talking about. Yep. And now it's like... Psh, we know the truth, man. Yeah, another example. We were right. You were wrong. I know. 
Man, that was a good one. I think there's more to come. I will say Nick Wright today, I'm so disappointed in him because I, I don't know why. He had <laughs> been doing some concessions along the way. He's better than I thought. He's impressed me. His defense has been good. And then this one, he rather than just be like, man, I was wrong. It was a sweep. He outplayed cool. LeBron. No, he's my guy. He just like he's moved the goalposts again in a way that I'm like, man, does that mean you don't feel like you're going to be able to pull? Are you hanging on by a thread now? That's so sad. It's so disappointing. It is Nick, sad. right? Very, very disappointing. But he'll come around. I'm telling you, I think. We no, have he doesn't more. have a choice. Yeah. I mean, if I was in that take business, I would go with like Nikola Jokic is the greatest player of all time. That might be my take right now. Yeah, that's yeah. been our take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, hit that outro music for us. Oh, we have some super chats. Hit the outro music. We'll read them. Uh, Denver Nuggets are going to the finals. Smitty Orban Joggerman Jensen. Wow. Smitty Orban Joggerman Jensen. You guys provide more entertainment than any movie, video game, or TV show, and are the reason I've been following this team since the beginning of the regular season. All the Nuggets. All oh, the Nuggets are good. You. Can Although you I clip hear... that for my next uh, contract negotiation? Yeah, yeah seriously. Kale. Although yeah, I do need... hear Tears of the Kingdom we need is pretty to, good. We need, yeah, we need to be considered amongst. Every form of entertainment. Right. <laughs> Have you ever seen The Godfather? Right. <laughs> what would you pay The Godfather? Yeah. Think Avatar <laughs> DNBA. Here's Pacino's per movie contract. <laughs> David East, listening to the mental gymnastics oh of the God, national dude. media has been delicious. I didn't mean it. It's called a bit. I know. I know. Yeah, but then, by the way, that's not mental gymnastics. That's like mental uh, just falling down the stairs. Do you know how disappointed you would be in me if Tatum won that title and I just went, well, I was just kidding. Be like, <laughs> it, was, it was a bit, Hey, man. listen, man. Just Come a bit. On. Just a bit. I mean, I know. All oh, good fun. All right. good. First of all, all don't worry about it. Second of all, you still I know he can ball. Up. I know he can ball. Yeah. Um, been a Nugs fan since 06, but this journey with DNVR has made this amazingly greater, even from afar. All the DNVR Nuggets fellas are legends. Josh, our guy. By the way, every person from your country is going to be here, so you might as well come. Yeah, tonight. apparently you're all coming, so... Chris Brown, not that one. Coming down from Montana for game five. If there is one, bringing my friend and dad to come and meet you all. Nugs and five. Come Let's say, hey, go, don't be shy. We will slap your hand. I promise you that. Ethan <laughs> Holiday, in my humble opinion, the Denver Nuggets. Oh, I agree, dude. man. I agree. Lose the humility, man. All right, guys, that does it for this show. We're going to be back again tomorrow. Like I said, with Live Moods, you're not going to want to miss it. Then on, on Thursday, I'll go ahead and let you guys know. Bomani Jones. Going to be doing a one-on-one -on -one interview with Woo! him as part of the show, so That's we'll have awesome, a nice, in-depth one with him. We're going to have great guests all week. You're not going to want to miss any of it. And even coming up right now, me, D-Line, and Chris Dempsey going to be talking wow. about this Nuggets run. We're going to talk about all of that stuff, plus the Carmelo Anthony era and how to contextualize it. Very excited for that conversation slash debate. Blaking Ball, go ahead. Take us out. Laking Ball ends everyone's favorite Nuggets show with this Celtics take. Is it sad that I feel like the Celtics can come back like the 2004 Red Sox? Not really. I mean, if Not that really. has to be the prevalent take in Boston sports media. Right? No way. Watching this team versus that <laughs> Red Sox team. I live. No way. But it's 2023, man. Yeah. Like, no, that's the clear take. I lived in Boston during that time. I was there on the ground for that take or for that entire run. Yeah. Uh, it's Yeah, this is sad. It's pretty it crazy, go. but that's not going to happen. All right. All right, everybody. Yeah. Hit the like button on the way out. <laughs>